Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Really Little Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Tanner, and today I'm going to give you a little bit of a history lesson. Uh, this history lesson has to do specifically with my history. So what we're actually going to be doing over the next little while is talking about how Really Little Wins came about, what it is I do, and then we'll get into sort of our first lesson. The way this podcast is going to go is that each week there will be a series of lessons, if you will. It's it's almost an online course through podcast, but also a little bit conversational. So I hope you enjoy. So for starters, how exactly did the really little podcast come about? Well, totally by accident. I was uh, running the a digital agency in Halifax called One Red Cat Media, where we do web branding, social content, all of the sort of major quadrants that um, companies need for online marketing. And I was also having pretty regular meetings with people, helping them sort of navigate the waters of starting a business, growing a business, and in general, achieving some of the goals that they were really setting out for themselves. And after having a few of these sort of casual meetings, I had one uh, very fortuitous meeting with an artist who was looking to sort of change the way that she worked. And she asked if I knew someone who uh, did business coaching. And I realized that I did do business coaching and I had been doing business coaching for several years. My job prior to working for myself was helping manage a retail operation and my job before that was helping manage and train call center employees. So I'd had a lot of experience with career pathing, with personal growth plans, with development, those sorts of things. But I wasn't really utilizing that skill set in the current position. What I realized, though, was that I really wanted to use that skill set in my current position. It was something that I really, really enjoyed doing. And so uh, I made the decision to begin coaching individuals and businesses towards success. And in the beginning, I sort of stuck with what I knew, what I had learned from years of being a coach, manager, trainer, etc. What I came to realize was that I wasn't 100% sold on some of the methodologies behind those practices. I, I thought that they worked. I just thought that there were better ways. And so I thought about how I'd been able to find personal and professional balance over the last six years now, almost seven, I basically developed an overall coaching strategy that built on what I already knew. That coaching strategy would eventually become the Really Little Wins program. And now, officially, the Really Little Wins book. Basically, the way that I came to this was by recognizing what I liked to do, recognizing what I was good at, and then trying to use that to achieve the goals I had set for myself. It's not overly complicated. That's not a crazy idea, and yet we have a tendency to to limit ourselves in a lot of ways and not reach out for these opportunities. So I want to start sort of at the beginning with uh, the Really Little Wins program. And Basically, what I'm going to be doing is taking you through what it would be like to uh, experience a coaching session with me 
And that's actually going to run the course of the podcast. Basically, each week we'll be talking about a few topics that I typically work with with coaching clients. And while I'm not able to provide, obviously, in this format, the hands-on approach that coaching would provide, I hope that it's a, um, a resource that you find useful. So today, the, the very first episode, we're going to talk about the idea of understanding our motivation. The conversation today is very much hinges on two ideas, and it's the carrot or the stick. So my background is, what well, part of my background, I guess, is that I was formerly uh, an athlete. Uh, I'm still, I guess, sort of an athlete. I'm actually currently on my way to play hockey right now and recording this in the car, as I do if you follow any of my other podcasts. But at one point, I, was, I thought that athletics might be something I might continue for a period of time. I was uh, a high school football player and was recruited to play college football before a knee injury caused me to bow out of that path. And one of the things that I recognized from when I was playing football was the ability for my coaches to figure out what worked and what didn't work quicker than any business coach I've ever uh, encountered or worked with or worked under or worked for. Their ability to very quickly parse what I needed in a given situation was always incredible to me. And for me personally, there were two ways that I, that I was motivated. If I was successful at something, I really needed to get that sort of good dog treatment. I needed the pat on the head. I needed the good boy sort of mentality. And I can't really tell you why other than just to tell you that that's what has always been successful for me. When I do a good job, I like to be told I've done a good job. And that has been a huge motivation for me. When I've done a poor job, I can't have things sugarcoated. I do not like when people say, ah, it's okay, you know, don't worry, it's fine. I really like it hammered home that I have made an error and that I should not make that error again because it, it resonates with me that way. If you don't seem concerned about it, then why should I be concerned with, about it? And that's sort of how it works with me. So the motivation aspect of things is very important for you to understand if you're going to uh, achieve things for yourself. Because in a larger scale, I mean, sometimes it may be that you're telling managers about the things that motivate you. But it's also that you need to be motivating yourself. And if you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner or you work you know, mostly independently, you need to be able to motivate yourselves in a major way. And so what this is designed to do is basically say, what is it that motivates you? I can tell you that, you know, positivity is, some, is the reaction I need when I've done a good job. And I can tell you that I really need a good kick in the ass when I've done a bad job. But what is it that constitutes for me success? You know, am I someone who's driven by a title or the corner office? What is it that motivates me? And I think that far too often we assume that everyone is motivated by the same thing. And we think that, okay, all I have to do is give that thing that works, you know, for me or works for most and I'll have success. And that simply is not the case. So the real question in all of this becomes 
what do you want? And far too often, we're not very good at answering that question, either for ourselves or for others. It is very often that we just assume that everyone wants the exact same thing, and we try and tailor the interaction to match up with what, of course, everyone wants. So, of course, what everyone wants is money, right? That's what everyone wants. The truth of the matter is, is that that's actually very low on most people's list when it comes to what is a motivating factor to make them do a good job. Now, there is a certain amount of money you have to make in order to be happy and in order to survive in, in many ways. You know, I, I have responsibilities and I have to pay the bills. So that makes sense. But there's a lot of research that says after a certain amount of money, and that dollar amount is actually around $50,000, additional money actually doesn't change the work that the average person does. Now, for some people, that might change. I know people who are very much motivated by money, and it is money that will make them do better. I'm not one of those people. I want to make money because I want to be comfortable. I want to be able to provide for my family. I want to live a certain lifestyle. It's not a, <laughs> I'm not talking about private jets and, uh, you know, trips to Italy every couple of weeks. I'm talking about being comfortable with the situation that I'm in. This is something that I really, really need people to dig into when they are beginning to look at uh, working with me is what is it that you actually want? And the answer for most people is actually very different than the truth. We're not good as human beings at telling the truth when it comes to our big picture wants and needs. You know, we might be able to tell you that we want Wendy's instead of McDonald's. We might be able to tell you that we want to watch Lord of the Rings instead of Grey's Anatomy, as I've recently been working on. But we're not good at really being honest with ourselves and with others as to what we really want. What you really, really need to do and what I encourage people to dig into is what would you do if you got what you say you want? And that, for me, is a huge indicator of the sort of what next. Because let's say, for example, you say that you want to have some decision-making authority in the job that you have. You want to be able to be autonomous when it comes to your position at work. Okay, great. So what if I said, all right, you're, you now have autonomy. You can go ahead and you can make decisions. Maybe you even have the ability to sort of direct a small team. But what if that didn't come with a raise? What if those additional rewards and responsibilities, instead of coming with a raise, just came as they were? Well, a lot of people would actually say, oh, I don't want that. You know, I'm, I'm being I'm not being respected. You know, more is being expected of me, but I'm not receiving sort of compensation for that. And those people wouldn't necessarily be wrong. But what you need to dig into is whether or not that is something that you require as part of your 
what I call win condition, win condition. So when I talk about your win condition, it means what does a win look like to you? In this particular instance, if you complain about that extra responsibility because you haven't received a commensurate paycheck with it, then number one, that's not a win. And number two, you're lying about what you want. And you might say, well, I'm not lying about it. I want that. But I also, no, no, no. At the core, there is something that you want. And it's okay if that core thing you want is money. I know people who the core thing that they want is money. They do great work. They're exceptional people. They're awesome. There's nothing wrong with the fact that they want money. Where you run into issues is if you aren't willing to put in the work for it. So the people I know that want money and are great people are people who want money and they go and they get it and they do a great job and money is their motivating factor. So they ignore a lot of other things that might be motivating factors for others while they're working on that thing that they want. They don't care that they might not get a corner office or they might not get vacation or they might not get whatever. They care about making the money that they want to make. And that's fine. If you want a fancy car or a boat or a a yacht or you want an island, I, I don't care. None of that matters. What matters is whether you're willing to put in the effort and whether you're being honest with yourself about what it is. So does money impact my life? Absolutely. But it does not change whether I'm doing a good job or a bad job. For me, the motivating factor in me doing a good job versus doing a bad job has always been recognition. And it will always be recognition. I can feel comfortable with myself. I can do, I can do tons of things. I can feel comfortable with myself. I can feel confident. I can feel like I've achieved something. But for some reason, external validation is always going to be a major motivating factor for me, probably the primary motivating factor for me. I am and always have been a people pleaser. That is something that I strive to do. Now, we can get into a deep psychological conversation about my family and my dad and my mom and my wife and my kids and why those relationships have happened the way they have and what that what impact that has. But when it comes down to it, I don't care. I know that what I want to do is make people happy in any way that I possibly can. It is the driving, motivating factor behind what I do. Now, I like to get paid for making people happy. I like to receive what I believe is fair compensation for making people happy. But sometimes I make people happy for free. Sometimes I charge a lot of money to make people happy. It really depends on the situation. But for me, the guiding principle is, can I make people happy? So what you need to do, if you are indeed interested in, I hate to say this journey, but that's what it is, and going on this sort of mission with me, is the very first thing that you need to do is take a very, very deep and thorough inventory of your life 
and say, what is it that motivates me to do a good job? What do I need? What do I have to have if I'm going to excel? What are the win conditions for me? What, what does a win look like for me? And the thing is, is if you can't come up with those things, if you can't say, this is what motivates me, then it becomes very difficult for you to achieve your goals. It becomes impossible for me to help you achieve your goals if you can't figure out what those goals are going to be. And when you figure out this, this first level motivation, when you figure out this initial point of contact motivation, then you start to be able to dig into deeper aspects of, okay, well, what are the, what are the goals? What are the things that are going to make me happy now that I know that what I want is commercial success or peace, you know, peace of mind? You know, now that I know that what I want is calm, then what are the things that I can set as goals that are going to help me achieve those things? And that has to be where your focus has to be. There's no other way around it. If you want to be happy, we first need to figure out what is going to make you happy. And I hope that over the next little while, you're able to work with me to dive into what will make you happy. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can find uh, our website, of course, is reallylittlewins.com. You can also find us on Instagram. It's the only social media platform that we're on. Uh, Facebook as well, but we're not on Twitter. And you can also reach me at RLW for Really Little Wins at OneRedCat.com. I'm always happy to answer any questions that anyone might have. I would love to hear from you as to what you thought about this, uh, about this session. Do you think this is something that's helping you? And I would really like to, uh, to see you achieve your goals in 2018. One of my major goals in 2017 was to publish a book. And as of today, as of the time I'm recording this podcast at 7.26 p.m. on December 30th, 2017, I have a book. If you want to find it, you can find it at reallylittlewins.com. And it's basically this podcast in a book form. You don't have to wait each week. You can just kind of go through it and work your way through. But my goal in all of this is absolutely to help people. Now, the book costs money and this podcast doesn't. Again, I do need to make money. I do like to make money in order to have certain things that I want in my life. But my goal in all of this, whether you're reading the book, whether you're listening to the podcast, whether you're coming to me for actual coaching, whether you're doing all three or whether you're doing none, although you at least have to be doing the podcast, then my goal is for you to achieve something. My goal is for you to be better at the things you want to be better at than you are right now.